What's going on, everybody? Howard Bender right here for Anti Up. Adam Ronis by my side. I had to like pause and think for a second because I've I've literally Adam, I've been stewing all day long. Well, this all kind of started yesterday, but I'll get to that in a second. I'll ask you how you're doing, man. How was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, fun softball weekend. Um, nice. How'd you how'd you do? Uh, so we won game one, 19 to one. And then of course, in game two, uh, we went scoreless for four innings. So in the top of the seventh, we were down seven and we scored eight. I had a hit to bring us within one and I scored the go ahead run. And then first batter of the bottom of the inning, I was playing right field and a guy crushed it to right center and the right center fielder was playing in and I ran it down. Um, so, and then we won 15, 14. So. Wow, a little game-saving play. Uh, I don't. It wasn't game-saving. It, it was a good play. I mean, I just I had to run far to get it. That's all. Um, but it, you know, it was important. It was the first batter. I mean, if that if I don't catch it, it's a double, maybe a triple. So, but yeah, no, it was good. It's just frustrating because like, wait, you win nineteen to one, and I guess it's just, and I guess you see it too in sports, right? When you have like a really good team going against a bad team, and you could say what you want, like focused. I don't know what it was, but we just didn't hit. But then with the pressure on the line, put up eight runs. So shouldn't have been never should have never been 15, 14. But what are you going to do? And came away with the W. So that was fun. And it was a great weather here over the weekend in the tri-state area. I mean, it was a little hot yesterday, but today was beautiful. Um, watched sports over the weekend. Um, had some company over. So, yeah, it was good. Wow. Chocolate cake for dessert. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. <clears throat> Absolutely wonderful. That's a nice, that's a nice little, that's a nice little weekend for you, you know? <laughs> Doesn't sound as fun for you, huh? Um, I, you know, my weekend was okay. Right? It wasn't, wasn't terrible. Um, had to, had to put some work in yesterday, which, you know, I wasn't happy about having to do. Cause it was like, like busy work, like grunt work, admin work. And I was like, fuck. Really did not want to spend my Sunday morning doing that and didn't get to uh, to zip off to the beach to go hang out with the wife and the dog. So a little disappointing there, but a nice little <clears throat> a nice little day and night off on uh, on on Saturday. And I and I foregoed any sports on Saturday night so I could watch the George Carlin. Um, oh, you know, special. I want I want to see that. How was that? It's phenomenal. I mean, okay. it's two parts, right? Yeah, I, I I mean I can't even ask if you're a Carlin fan because I don't even know anybody who isn't a George Carlin fan. Yeah, and I love when the old clips resurface that apply so much eerily to what's going on in society today that are from like 15, 20, 25 years ago. Just like it's amazing, right? Right? It's, it's just amazing. like, oh my God, this guy predicted the future. It's so relevant to what's going on now in the world. The story of him. From where he started to the transitions in his life and in his career and to where he he kind of closed everything. I mean, really is absolutely amazing. So I highly recommend it. Okay. I highly yeah. recommend it. I will do that. That's uh hopefully something I can get done in the next few days and maybe after a alarm after hour show. Cause as you know, it's tough to go to sleep and sports are usually all done by 2 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> Not me. 10 p.m. Eastern. It's all done. Yes, Finished. we've had this discussion. I know. I know. Um, all right. So for, for today's episode, listen, if anybody, out, you know, listen to the uh, to the Fantasy Alarm show uh, on Monday, 
you knew that this episode was coming. I, I got to tell you, man, there's so much like administrative shit in fantasy baseball and just baseball in general that I just I, I, I need changes. I don't like it. I hate it. I'll just say, you know, like, here you go. Freddie Peralta, all right, leaves the game on Sunday. In the post-game press conference, Craig Council says that he's going to go for tests. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see where he's at. A couple hours later, Craig Council says he's going on the IL. We're putting him on the IL. Here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. And, and you're like, okay, fine. He's going on the IL. Milwaukee plays today. He's not on the IL in time for waivers last night. So if you play in a league that doesn't have IL spots and uh, and and NFBC, I'm looking at you, then you have to make a, a roster. You have to drop somebody from your team in order to put Freddie Peralta just sitting on your bench. I think that's shit, man. I, I wait, definitely wait. think it's garbage. Like, first of all, well, you don't. You your state. What you just said there was wrong. You don't have to wait for him to go on the IL. I mean, you're just putting him on your bench. So, what difference does it make? You just well, said it. Elite so, with so no IL spots. I don't like. I don't like no IL spots. All right, and let's face it, man. You, you, I mean, this isn't a draft champions we're talking about. I'm talking about the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. I'm talking about the Barf League, which is now like part well, of something. Okay, I will say this. So blame those commissioners for that. The reason why the NFBC does that is it's a high stakes league. So part of winning big money means making tough decisions. So you have to decide, am I going to hold on to this guy for eight weeks or I'm going to cut him? Phil Dussault, who won the overall championship last year, he cut the ground. Like, right? Because we, we thought he might come back. He cut him like uh, a little while after he was put the eye It was risk. He could have come back. He said, you know what? I'm cutting my losses. I'm not going to waste a bench spot. So. If you're saying for TGFBI and those leagues, because they're separate, should be different, blame the commissioners for that, for using that platform. I'm just telling you why the NFBC does it. I mean, you know, part of it is you got to make tough decisions if you want to win six figures. Yeah, listen, and I get that. I get that. A hundred percent. But yeah, I'm talking about leagues that don't use that. Like, I, I understand. Like, I'm not sitting here saying I'm not going to play high stakes because I, I can't have that. I'm talking about these are regular leagues. Yes, is there an overall? Yeah, but Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational is all for fucking charity, right? I'm not, I'm not going in on some cash prize. I hate the fact that we can't trade in that, and I hate the fact that like I have to make a, a friggin' move. And I'll tell you what, though, it even sucks because it happened in, in NL labor. Also, I've got fucking Freddie Peralta on my roster. I couldn't go and make a move yesterday. Because Freddie Peralta wasn't on the IL, and I didn't want to drop one of the other guys that I had on my bench. Like that's again, there's no money involved. There just there needs to be there needs to be a, a something like a stipulation somewhere that says that commissioners can do a forced IL if there is overwhelming evidence to say that this player is going on the IL. And the only reason that he's not on the IL right now is because the team is waiting to make a procedural move. I mean, I agree with your premise. The problem is there's, you know, cloudiness there. Like it happened to me this year in labor with Lucas Giolito. Remember I complained? I'm like, uh, he's go they took like two or three days to put him on the IL. Right. So 
I had Giolito in my lineup in labor, not in my lineup, but I couldn't make a move and I had multiple injuries. So, I mean, look, it does suck, but the problem is you can't leave anything open to interpretation. Like, and you could say, well, Craig Council said in his post game, okay, but what happens if there's a situation where the manager doesn't say anything, but it's pretty clear the guy's going on the I.L.? Or like an Eduardo Rodriguez situation, right? I think they just put him on the I.L. today. Didn't it happen multiple days ago? So I get what you're saying. I agree with it premise-wise. But as far as don't we we kind of need concrete, which is probably why it's done like this. I mean, that's why I'm saying overwhelming evidence. If Craig Council, the manager, says that he is going on the I.L. That should be enough for the commissioner to say, I'm going to put him. And listen, if he doesn't go on the fucking I.L., then just negate the roster move I did. Right. And if I outbid somebody, then go back and you make those fucking changes Then be a commissioner, do some fucking work, whatever the case may be. But the problem is, is like I can't sit there and make a proper move because I don't want to drop a guy or I shouldn't have to drop a guy. Because this dude belongs on the fucking IL. That's what I'm saying. You need like very like overwhelming proof. I was in a league where the stipulation was if there was overwhelming evidence that a player was going to change positions officially, then you could draft him at his new position. This is a, you know a, a, an old okay, old. Okay, so you could have you could have dropped Bobby Witt as a third baseman this year. I could have drafted Bobby Witt as a third baseman this year because they said Bobby Witt was playing third base. This we 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 dealt but, with all of this how um, does, how does right it, around this was right around the time that A-Rod was coming to the Yankees. But okay, my question is how does that work on the platform? Does the commissioner have the ability to automatically put him at third base? He like should. how does that work? Commissioner should be able to move him. Uh I don't think that's the case with every software though. That was the case with CBS uh, back in the 90s. So if other platforms aren't permitting that, well, then, yeah, you need a different platform. Listen, I, you know you what? Do that you fucking CBS? get what you pay for. You, you get what you pay C- for with a platform. So don't talk to me about Yahoo or ESPN. Well, that, I don't use them. Can you do that on CBS now? I don't know. I haven't been a commissioner on I CBS I am a commissioner. I don't, I don't think, you, I mean, I never really looked, but, like, I don't see an, I mean, I'll check it out, but. Go check it out. See if there's an edit service time. There is uh, an edit service time, but you can edit the position, too. Hold on, sir. I see it says service time. It doesn't say edit. Service time. But the only thing you can do is click on the player and then go back to the period. And then, okay, so, like, Jorge Alfaro, period seven. It says free agent. So you drop down free agent or team. So that service time only deals with the player on a team, not position. Okay. Um, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to look at it and see like the the details of that. But I mean, listen, I think if you're paying for a, a service, you're paying for a customizable league, you should be able to customize it the way you want. Right. I mean, I guess in that, no, you couldn't do that. I was going to say set the position eligibility, but then that will mess with everyone. So you can't do that. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, no, this was like, I mean, you could only do this in a very specific specific way for very specific reasons. And again, it's like overwhelming evidence. That's not like, again, that's that's not the root of my, my issue. Right. My, the root of my issue here is not being able to make proper waiver wire claims when you can't do it. Right. And and then, you know, for the same token, like I'm going to end up I'm going to end up dropping out of TGFBI. And I'm going to end up dropping out of um, <clears throat> the the Barf League 
Well, I would say, I mean, because because it's who's the commissioner? Man, I hate this bullshit. Who's the commissioner? Who's the commissioner of the bar fleet? Um, it's Justin Mason. Okay, so I mean, and obviously he does TGFBI. I mean, I would just ask him, like, hey, just the recommendation. I don't know what everyone else thinks, and just see what he says because I mean that's platform based. You know, he decides to use NFBC. I mean, I like that platform. Obviously, I play in their main event and the online championship and the draft championship, so I like it. I mean. I played a multitude of leagues. So my home league, we have five IL spots, the GST league, which I commissioned. We have three, obviously, Tout and Labor Unlimited, and then obviously the NFBC, nothing. So I know the rules going in. I just play by them. Yeah, and it's frustrating. I mean, there's times, like, I have a draft champions league where I got, I kind of have no, I had no options today. I had to play Chris Bryant, got scratched. So it was either Chris Bryant, Shishugo, or Corey Dickerson. And I was like, they all suck. I mean, Dickerson's only going to play two of the four games as one lefty. Shishugo has sucked, and it's like, well, I'm just going to roll with Chris Bryant and hope that he plays three, the next three games or two. You know what I mean? So it's tough. I get it. It's part of it. And like, but this is a good example for people listening. And I've always said this over the years play in a league that you like. If you don't like the rules, just bow out. You know what I mean? Because exactly. And that's what you're doing or what you say. Next year we'll come around, and I guarantee you, you'll be like, oh, TGFBI. So who'd you get in the fifth round? No, I got. I got to be honest with you, man. Really? I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm disappointed. I've got one, two, three, four, five guys on the IL right now in TGFBI. Who are they? Degrom, Eloy Jimenez, Riley Green, Brandon Belt, and Abraham Toro. Toro could have been a cut last. Toro time. could definitely have been a cut um, in this, but I don't. You know, I, I mean, I don't have. This is not the uh, TGFBI is not the league that I have Freddie Peralta in. I have him in um, in in the Barf League, and I've got him in a uh, in a head to head points league uh, that Fabiano league that Mike Fabiano runs. And that yeah, shit's look, on ESPN. Yeah, it is tough because you know the Brewers didn't officially have to do anything until today before today's game, and I saw around because I was talking to someone else about this who had Peralta. Uh, I think they did it around six thirty p.m. and then Eastern, and then you obviously have to. Hope that the software that you're on does it pretty quickly. Some do, some don't. So I get it. It happened again. It happened to me with Lucas Giolito this year. I think we even we probably had the discussion on here. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, what the fuck are the White Sox doing? They would. I I'd have to look back. I think I think he got hurt on a Friday or Saturday, and they took a couple days. I don't remember why. I mean, I guess the Peralta thing. I I guess you know they just kind of wait to the day of you know to do the transactions. I mean, Dylan Carlson was another one, by the way. Right, they did that today. I was he did oh, that yeah. today after he sitting out, and then them saying yesterday we're going to put him on the IL. Right, they I mean, said it before. They even said it before the fucking game against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't make the procedural move before the game. Then, if they knew they were going to be without him, you might as well at least you know get a body up. Maybe they didn't have time to to bring someone up in time for the game. I mean, there's always a multitude of factors, but yeah, it's frustrating, especially in a weekly league too, because again, it happened to me with Giolito and it just sucked. Um, and in labor for our labor, we only have five bench spots. So it's like, all right, now I'm down a pitcher. I can't put him in the aisle and add someone that night. So it does hurt. Um, and, and it is one of the drawbacks. And I, I am fine with the whole commissioner. If it's uh, overwhelming evidence to do it, uh, it's not a bad option. I'm fine with that. Well, I will uh, before I I drop out. I will send some uh, some sort of a message to uh, our illustrious commissioner Justin Mason uh, and find out. 
You see, because yeah, man, it's fucking, it's just such, it's such dog shit, man. And that's, and I'll tell you what, the, the problem with it in labor also is that, yeah, you know, I could drop a guy who I got in the reserve round, but in labor, those guys are valuable because those are the only fucking guys you can move in and out of your lineup and like from, from start to bench. So if you have a guy who starts, so Freddie Peralta goes on the IL. And I can throw in, um, you know, Reaver San Martin, whoever the fuck it is, right? I can put a guy in there. Um, and then when Peralta comes back, or I want to make another roster move because there's another pitcher who's available, I can just put the guy back on my bench and not have to drop him. Like, that that's what your reserve, you know, roster is for. But, you know, not be, you know, so not wanting to drop a, a guy who you can, you know, very limited to be able to move guys in and out of your lineup. I just, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I leagues from now on, like no IL spots, unless I'm playing, unless I'm playing in, in high stakes, if I'm playing in a draft champions league, fine. Right. I mean, I, I love, listen, I love my draft champions team. My draft champions team looks fantastic, even with a bunch of guys uh, on the fucking IL right now. But Ah, uh, like to do it in like in leagues that are supposed to be like home leagues or fun leagues, stuff like that. Like, I'm sorry, but again, like taking the whole trading aspect off the table, I think that's fucking stupid too. And I and I and I was bummed that that happened. And you know, whatever you know, I, I've I've discussed that here on the show as well. Like the the desire for trade. Like to me, it's like I'm looking at my roster for TGFBI, and I'm looking at my roster for Barf, and I'm like. Well, fuck it, man. If I'm going to have to cut all these guys because they're hurt, like, how is that, like, uh, you know, in a, in a, in, in a 15 team league with rosters this size, it's like impossible. You're not finding shit on the fucking waiver wire, right? You're not. So, so to, to, to say that I'm going to end up having to drop a guy because he's on the IL so that I can pick up a, a two week band aid, a guy who's probably not going to be worth anything in two weeks. It's like, Ah, like th at that point, then I'd be fucking trading. I'd have like 50 trade offers out already in these two leagues. Right. But no, I can't do it. I can't trade for, for God knows what reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about TGFBI. I don't know why, um, especially since there is no money. I mean, there is like a side pot, which I couldn't join because for some reason it's illegal in New Jersey, but whatever about that. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really love trading to be honest. But I'm, I don't I'm love cool. it either. But it's it's out of necessity. It's out of necessity. I mean, you look at at. <laughs> let's go to the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Like, go to go to your go 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 to your uh, your free agents right now. Like tell me who like the the best free agents are who are sitting out uh, there. The, there's there's decent free agents in a 15 team league. I mean there's 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 15 to 20 pickups every week. I mean Brady Singer was available. That's not oh. a bad free agent pickup. He sucks. Okay, Nolan Gorman was available. Brady Singer, Brendan Donovan, Rosalie Contreras. Well, Ronzi Contreras and 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 Nolan Gorman, these are you're talking about two rookies. Great, fine, I love it. I'll, I'll go after them. 
The rest of it, though, I mean, do I want to fucking drop a, a guy like, you know, I don't even know, Riley Green or or Jacob deGrom or Brandon Belt? Do I want to drop one of them so that I can fucking bring in uh, Brad Miller for the time being or well, Michael Shavers? Well, on the flip side, if you hold on to those guys and keep waiting, by the time they come back, your season could be over. Absolutely. So again, isn't that, but that's also part of the game is trying to make these tough decisions and you're going to make some really good ones. You're going to make some bad ones. I mean, that was actually not part of the game when we first signed up for great fantasy baseball. I guess, yes. In the beginning of this season, when they transferred it to the NFBC platform, I always played it on NFBC. Where was it before? Um, He had it on fan tracks. I probably wasn't, I, I believe. So you, maybe you were in before me. I remember being in it. Always on NFBC, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, he had it on fan tracks originally. Okay, I think this is my fourth or fifth year, I think, in it. <clears throat> so, what, so what was the difference then? You you could have traded back then? Um, I don't know if I could have traded back then. I had IL spots, I'll tell you that. I think, I think, the, no, I, I don't necessarily know if there was trading ever allowed in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. But in the Barf League, there was. Yeah, that and one. See, that's a separate league. So that one, I agree with you. I don't know why they don't do it. Um, is there an entry fee? Nope. Oh, that one. So that I don't know. We're all ponying up money for fucking charity. Yeah, then I don't get that one. But that's a separate issue. I guess you can talk to the league with. Um, especially if it's just kind of charity and fun, then yeah, just have trading there. You, what are you worried about fucking collusion for? I, I get it with big money. I get why the NFBC does it. It makes complete sense. Yes, um, I understand that as well. Right. TGFBI, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, again, there's no money on the line. Even if you're doing a side pile, I mean, who's going to like collude anyway? So that one, I don't. I'm, I would be okay with it. Well, I'm you know, okay it's kind it. of funny you say that. Like, who would collude? There are assholes out there who would. Okay, then there you go. That's why he. <laughs> that's why there's no trading. <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying. I'm done. I don't need it anymore. And and the barf league, yeah, the barf league. You know that that should that that should have. I you know it's just I rather than okay. It's you it's com- taking the advice that we preach. You play in a league that you want to play in. Right. Do I want to sit does- here and like try and and you know? Fight for for change in that, or can I just say, you know what, fuck it, I'll I'll support Justin Mason with a fucking donation, but I'm not going to play in the league anymore because it's just not fun for me. Yeah, no, and again, this is great for the listeners. I've said it for years, um, because even though I'm like, because I had to learn, like I'd be like, oh, you play in a ten team league, and I'm like, you know what, it ain't about me, man. It's about you guys. So if you play in a ten team league, head to head, eight team, hey, whatever's fun for you, play the game. I can't play in an eight team league or a ten team. But it's about you guys. So I'll do my best to help advice in those leagues. I think those leagues are a little bit more challenging because, like I told you, I, when I was sick, I did a draft for someone. And I told him, I said, look, this is a league you've got to be very active. It was only like 19 roster spots and 12 teams. And I said, look, the team I give you today, I'm giving you a good foundation, but you've got to be very active and make add drops because the waiver wire is going to be full of options. I'm not used to playing in a league like that. I play in a lot of 15 team leagues and we just alluded to waiver wire is thin. That's what I'm used to. I'm not used to like 
churning the roster every five minutes. And you have to do that in a 12-team, 10-team league. But it, the, the the point is always playing something that's fun for you. If it doesn't become fun anymore, there's so many options in different vari- various formats that you can just do something else. And also, you were, you know, com- not complaining, but you brought it up. Hey, why is there no trades in the GST for football? Because you've been in that league now two years. We had no trading. I put up the vote this year in the baseball league. And that's only one 15-team league as opposed to two 12s in football. People voted no. Do you training. have do you have in, in GST baseball, do you have more high stakes players in there? No. I was surprised. I thought it was gonna be yes. It got voted no. I was like, okay, I voted yes. And I don't even like trading, to be honest with you. Like, I don't think I've made one trade this year. I've gotten trade offers in my home league. They all suck. They fucking to me, they're insulting. Like, I got one yesterday. I'm like, does this motherfucker know? And maybe he's listening to this. I don't know, because some of those guys do. I'm like, you guys know I do this for a fucking living? Like, if you've heard me, I'm, I sound intelligent. I think I am. But, like, why are you sending me in stupid <laughs> oh, offers? Dude, it's like fucking Steve Phillips does that. He does yeah, that shit all the time in the fantasy leagues. He's, like, making these fucking ridiculously insulting offers. And you know what? And, we, and, and Bowden called him out on it on air. And what did Steve say? somebody's going to bite on one. Yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, unless they're a moron in the league. But, like, I got off of, like, Brad Keller and Zach Greinke, like, as part of the deal. I'm like, are you kidding me, Matt? Like, you know, this is ridiculous. So I don't make a lot of trades. Um, and, I like I've always said, to make a successful trade, you have to work at it. You really have to look at rosters, who needs what. And I think a lot of people don't do that. So, um, but I would have been fine with the trading. In the GST, we did have trading for at least in baseball one year, and someone was got mad and started making stupid trades. So I don't know if that's where it stemmed from, but um, I it's mean, it's amazing. I, it's amazing how big a fucking baby some people can be, right? Oh yeah, some people are. Oh, here's oh the God. trade I got offer. Okay, this is the keeper league. Um, Brad Keller, Mike Trout, and Granky OBP keeper league for Frankie Montas, Teoscar Hernandez, and Austin Riley. Like, why am I going to make that trade? Um, the only time, I mean, you, only, you, you make that you make that trade if you have holes on your roster. Oh, you're getting Trout? Yeah. So if you're looking for an OBP keeper for next year. Yeah, but he's like mad expensive. I wouldn't keep him. So then, whereas, then, then it's whereas, a bad offer. And I, know bad Tasker, offer. and I know Tasker is struggling now, but he'd be nine next year. Riley is like 20, 21. And Montas could get traded to a better situation. He's been solid. Like Brad Keller, don't want Grinky, no K's. So it's just like really, um, yeah. But he see, did. see, that's the thing, man. Like you know, it's it, it's it's the idiots out there who who make a who like give trading a bad name because you know they sit there with that whole well, the first offer is always the first step of a negotiation, and and they make asshole offers like that. Yeah, you know, the guy who in our industry who I fucking hate, he's an asshole like that too. So I don't fucking, you know, I don't I don't talk to him or deal with him or anything like that because he's one of those idiots who like sits there and like tells people publicly to do one thing and then turns around and is a, a fucking shithead, you know, to to people in his league. Like that's not what I'm about, man. I'm about yes, you do you can be a successful trader without like getting crazy like fucking Fred Zinke does, but you know, you do it out of necessity. I would be trading like mad right now in my uh, in in TGFBI and 
and and the Barf League because I have a lot of guys who are sitting on the IL right now, and I know that when they do come back, what categories they're going to contribute in. So I know which guys I can trade away right now to maybe sort of help me out and keep me going until these guys get off the IL. Like that's like that's when I'm I'm active with trading. I'm not just sitting there just trading for trading's sake, like you know, a ton of newbie fantasy players do, right? Because you're all excited that you have a fucking team, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm talking about you trade out of necessity and you trade smart. You look at the other fucking teams. You see what their need is. If you don't match up with them, then don't fucking make an offer. Don't offer a player that nobody gives a shit about. Don't offer Brad Keller and fucking Zach Greinke because they're shit players. And just because you're giving up Mike Trout doesn't mean that you deserve three fucking all-stars at much cheaper prices. Like that's like, again, like people who make offers like that aren't thinking through. They're trying to win the trade like always. And it's a horrible, horrible thing. And it's really, it's ruined. It's ruined trading in fantasy sports, I think. Yeah, I think it has. I think the, uh, yeah, it's happened to me where someone's like, Hey, I want, I want to make a trade with you. And I'll look at the team. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's just no fit. Like, I don't see, you know, where we're made for each other. I mean, it's like, you could be first in saves, right? You have three closers and someone sends you a deal and the primary piece they're giving you is a closer. It's like, did you even look at my roster? Why would I trade for a closer when I have three and I'm first in saves? How does this trade help me? Just because you think closers are scarce and you're giving me a scarce commodity? Have you looked at where I am in the standings for saves? I have Josh Hader, Taylor Rogers, and David Bednar. Why am I going to trade for Liam Hendricks? Makes no sense. So... Yeah, that does happen. Oh, you, but, you, you can trade away one of your other closers. Oh, now yeah, you're putting the I, fucking onus on me? Right. You want me to do more work now? Make a trade and then trade away <laughs> somewhere else? Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I think the whole point of this, though, is always try and play in a league you enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it anymore, it's okay to bow out. You know, there's definitely a multitude of formats that you can play in that you do have fun in. I'm just, I, you know what? I'm going to start my own league. Um, there you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start a couple of them actually, and I'll just and I'll, I'll just you know I'll get out of the the like I'll stay with talent and I'll stay with labor, but I'll get out of the other shit that's like you know that that no trading or anything like that and 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 you know not enjoying the platform or whatever. Um, and I can I can weed out those and I'll just and I'll and I'll just grab a league and I'll make it a 15 team league. With an entrance fee, with payouts, but I'm going to allow fucking trading and I'm going to have IL spots because I think that you can play for money and, you know, have stipulations in there still that kind of help make it a, a fun league that it's not, you know, I mean, listen, if you're sitting there, I'll tell you flat out, like if if, if you're sitting there and and, you know, let's say it's a 15 team league. And everybody puts in a hundred bucks, right? And you go, uh, uh, uh you know, <clears throat> whatever, a grand to first place, four hundred dollars to second, or you know, yeah, four hundred dollars to second place, and third place, you get your money back. Okay, boom. If you're cheating to win that fucking thousand dollars, then uh, yeah, I have no interest in you as a friend or a or a league mate, like at all. Like if you're willing to cheat for that kind of money. And then, then get the fuck out. Like that's just that's garbage, right? And I'm not even. It's not even high stakes, right? Thousand dollars, thousand dollars doesn't get you shit in this world anymore. 
You want to join my league, Adam? Uh, I don't know. Get back to me next year when you form it. I'll think about it. Okay. (laughs) I'll think about it. It's going to be, it's going to be a 15 team head to head, uh, points. You can't have a 15 team head to head. NPPRs. NPPR. Oh, for football. No, 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 no. It's for baseball. You said, all right. You can't have a 15 team head to head. Yes, you can. Everybody gets a bye week one week. Eh, that's whack. Come on. I'm just kidding. I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) Let me come up with a league with the fucking dumbest rules possible and then just recruit everybody for it. And people will sign up. That's how dumb they are. People will sign up for it. Not Not our listeners. I mean, like, I mean, like a legit, like industry league, like guys who like to play in industry leagues and compete. Oh, they'll do it and they'll bail on it after two weeks when they suck and be like, oh, well, I got no, 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 no. I mean, like you recruit like Vlad Sedler, you recruit you, you recruit me, you recruit guys who know who play the game, right? Who are who like really are into it. Okay. I mean, I guess, well, I was going to nah, say. I'm not inviting you anyway, so the point is. Boring. All right, cool. All right. So then don't bore me with your shit. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this fucking league all next year on this podcast. And I'm just going to be ta- like, I'll, I'll take a nap during that segment. We're going to, we're going to name the league. Fuck Adam Ronis. There you go. You're going to get a lot of signups now. Everybody will be lot, on that one. A dude, lot of my right? exes will sign up. Dude, look at it. We haven't even published this podcast and Red Rum already messaged me that he wants in. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> And when you tweet about it, you got a hashtag, fuck Adam Rose. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That'll be trending. Why is Adam Ronis trending? Oh, it's not. It's fuck Adam Ronis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I had to get that off my chest, man. I, I had to do it. Is, is that cool? You feel good? You feel like I've, uh, I feel like I've contributed. Yeah, I think you're, you're doing, I think you're, you'll be a lot better after this. I, I do think so. I do think so. I'm gonna smoke a ton of weed though, too. There you go. Whatever, uh, whatever helps. Listen, you know what? Because it's just there's nothing. But everybody in the world is aggravating me today. It's like one of those days where you know it's just like everything that happens, you're just getting more and more aggravated. So you yeah, just so we all tend to, to have those game those days. What's that? I said we all tend to have those days. We really do, man. And you know what? I want fewer of them. I want fewer of those days. So I'm going to kill myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know how much you love that talk. <laughs> well, yeah, I think others will be concerned too. Like, yeah, I heard on a podcast about, you know, come on. <laughs> no, I'm not going to join a league from Bender. He can off himself in the middle of the day. <laughs> I'm not a dynasty league with him. And Lenny Melnick's in it too? Forget it. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Lenny busted to the bar mitzvah, in, <laughs> bar mitzvah money, and come play this fucking league with me. Oh man! All right, <laughs> we'll take a quick time out. We'll pay some bills, and then Adam's gonna tell you exactly what you want to bet in to, in, in today's because it's it's not tomorrow anymore. It's almost today. Uh, is Golden State going to wrap shit up? Are they going to sweep the Dallas Mavericks? Find out what Adam says right after this. So, you know, it was funny, like coming off of the weekend here, like last weekend, 
We had seven game sevens. We had two game sevens in basketball. We had five game sevens in uh, in in hockey. Right. This past weekend here, you know, it's like the Lightning are just blowing away the Florida Panthers. Golden State is is making the Dallas Mavericks their little bitches. Um, you know, it, the Avalanche might be two to one up on the Blues, but Jordan Bennington is now out for the rest of the playoffs. Um, and then I don't even know. Like, can you tell me what what uh, what what's up with Marcus Smart and uh, and that fucking leg of his? Because um, I saw the other day over the weekend, didn't he get all like like came down on his leg and got all fucked up the ankle? Yeah, he already had a bad foot. Then he hurt the ankle. He was able to finish the game. That was probably adrenaline sitting out game four, which is just beginning as we are talking. Boston's out to an early seven nothing lead. Um, obviously critical game for them at home down to one, uh, Tyler hero sitting out game four for Miami. They expect me back in game five. Jimmy Butler had knee inflammation, did not play the second half of game three. Miami still won. He is playing in game four, but you still have to worry about his health. There's talk that he will need surgery at the end of the year. So yeah, the Boston Miami series is just a bloodbath. Um, and it's been very physical. So, you know, Miami has depth. It's kind of helped them a little bit here. Um, but yeah, I mean, Boston's dealing with injuries. Robert Williams set out game three. He's playing in game four, but he's been bothered by that knee. He had the surgery during the season. So um, they definitely have some issues here. Uh, and then, you know, Dallas just uh, Dallas was up 20 in game two and lost. Um, they've just missed so many wide open shots, man. Um, you know, they 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 you could see them being up two one in this series. Obviously, they're down three zero, but. They've missed a lot of open threes, and that's part of what they do. Maxi Kleba was so gun-shy in game three. He would be open. He was afraid to shoot. Uh, Reggie Bullock, 0 for 10 from the field, 0 for 7 from three-point range. I had a seven, no, an eight-leg parlay. I had seven legs. The one leg that missed, Reggie Bullock, two threes or more. He had three in game one, six in game two. Going back home, where a player like him plays better, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to hit this. Uh, the three games at home against Phoenix, four threes, two threes, five threes. I needed two. He had zero. And I lost a parlay because of that. And I know you're like, oh, why'd you do an eight leg parlay? Because number one, I got a boost on it. And as I've said, like this was one of those parlays where I just played everything down. So I can read it to you now as I didn't get my parlay in for tonight because um, we were doing the podcast. I was waiting on the market smart news. But anyway. It was Jalen Brunson, 15 points or more. Luca, 25 points or more. Curry, 20 points or more. Jalen Brunson, three assists or more. Luca, three or more three pointers. Luca, seven rebounds or more. Curry, five rebounds or more. All those hit. All I needed was Reggie Bullock, two threes or more. It failed. It was plus. I feel like it was more than plus 400. It was a 50% boost. I think it was like plus 600. So a guy that takes most of his shots from three point range. Hit three and ten against the same team in game one, going back home. And again, that's why these parlays are so difficult to hit. And the same guy, Reggie Bullock, screwed me last week. I had a seven <laughs> leg parlay at plus 525. Hit six legs. The one that missed, Reggie Bullock, 10 points or more. So fuck that guy. He's on my shit list. Right? Damn. You're better off with fucking Jim J. Bullock instead of Reggie Bullock. I don't know who that is, but it's probably some movie star TV guy, right? Because you TV got... guy. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. 
When you were growing up, did you ever watch the show Too Close for Comfort? No. With Ted Knight? Nope. Did you when you stayed home and you were sick in the in the in the in the late eighties or early nineties? Did you did you ever watch Hollywood Squares? Yes, I've seen that. So Jim J. Bullock was always on the fucking Hollywood Squares too. He played the character called Monroe. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh Sorry. my god! Well, you know what? That would have been a really fucking funny joke had you known for who someone that, was. that got it. Okay, well, uh, hopefully. Right, but wait, wait, wait. How many? How many shot? How many three point attempts? Did Bullock have when when he fucked you? Last night or the other game? Yeah, last night. Seven. O of seven. He took seven. He went O for seven. You needed two free yeah. three points. And he, and he was O of ten from the field. And yeah. game oh, two. Come on. Game two, six of ten from three point range. Game one, three of ten. And again, the three home games against Phoenix, five of eleven, two of five, four of ten. So basically. You know, pretty much. I mean, the first round, two threes, three threes, three threes, three threes, three threes, three threes. So pretty much in the playoffs, like two three pointers. Oh, you're good chance you're getting it. And I can't wait to see what his prop is for tomorrow. What's oh, he's dude. He's I don't I haven't looked at he's going to hit four threes. There's no doubt just to stick the needle in me. I I know it right now. So guarantee it. He's he's going to hit at least three threes. No doubt in my mind. And he might, I think he's going to hit five just to make me feel like shit. Let me see. Uh, player props are out on DK threes. It's got to be two and a half. It's always two and a half. It Where's is two threes? and a half. Oh, there it two is. And it's and two and a half. And minus 135 on the over. Oh, minus 135. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, um, he's going to hit it. There's no, I'm not touching it, man. I just have bad luck. Well, I mean, I was going to say third time's a charm. No. I mean, I don't know if I do a same game parlay, maybe. <laughs> Dallas is favored by one in this game. I honestly I have no feel on this game at all. Cause like I could see Golden State showing up and just blowing the shit out of them. Um, because you don't know what Dallas's mindset is. We have seen Golden State become lax in these spots, but I mean, obviously the series is over. There's no way Dallas is coming back. I mean, they got not you know, Luca got no help, man. I mean, they only lost this game by nine. They've been getting crushed on the boards, man. Absolutely crushed. Um, that's one of their biggest problems right now. They were out-rebounded 47 to 33 last night. Um, it's not like, like Golden State only hit 11 threes. Uh, the thing is, Golden State is getting tremendous contributions from Kavon Looney. He's been phenomenal. And Andrew Wiggins has been great. He was a, you know... Uh, number one pick over wait he was the number one or number two pick overall i forget but he was a top two pick and he kind of hasn't lived up to expectations in the league he was an all-star this year i didn't think he deserved it yeah he was a first round pick 2014 number one overall and um he has been phenomenal in this series and i because i even wrote for picks wise the other day i'm like no one's talking about it this was before game two i'm like no one's talking about andrew wiggins he's been great in the playoffs and i'm i have not i've always baited him a lot but I'm like, look at what he's done. Of course, I lost on the hook. I had over 21 and a half rebounds and points, 16 and five. <laughs> and he missed uh, three free throws, three to six for the free throw line. He hits one free throw. I cashed that bet. But I did have uh, the other prop that's been crushing in this series. Stefan Curry rebounds and assists. Um, we actually gave out a four pick parlay at alarm after hours. I cashed a plus over plus 1000. So basically, each of us had to contribute a prop. Mine was 
Stefan Curry over 11 and a half rebounds assists at plus 115 for game two, and it cashed. Um, but Curry in this series, he's been rebounding more because Dallas is small, and he's done this all year against Dallas. So I'm, I, I'm assuming it's 11 and a half again. I'll probably play that. He had five rebounds, 11 assists in game three, eight, eight rebounds, five assists in game two, 12 rebounds, four assists in game one. And he's been doing this against Dallas all year. Um, four rebounds, it is 10 assists. And a half. It's minus 125 to go over. Oh, now it's minus 125, sons of bitches. Um, I'll probably play it again. <laughs> my, my only concern is if, if it's a blowout. That's the only concern because, you know, he played 39 minutes in game three, 37. But I think Golden State wants to finish this out because they're a veteran team. They've had to play their guys big minutes. Otto Porter's injured. He'll be out. They kind of need him for the next series. Iguodala hasn't played. They have no Gary Payton. So I think they're going to want to close this out. I would think they have some killer instinct here. Again, we have seen them lax a couple times in the playoffs. But the other thing that people forgot is in the regular season, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green played 11 minutes together. They have not really had their full team the entire year. It's starting to click. Um, They're coming together, but they're getting contributions from everyone. Yeah, Curry's having big games, but, I mean, Wiggins, he obviously had the dunk that they called an offensive foul on to begin with. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Thank God they reviewed it and changed it. But Dallas is – Luka's getting no help. I mean, how is Luka supposed to – Luka had 40 points, 11 rebounds, 11 to 23 from the field, and the only other guy that really did anything was Brunson and Dinwiddie. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith, nine, Bullock, zero. Kleba, over five from three points, over five in the field, zero. It's just not getting any contributions. It's hard. Um, and they rely on three-point shooting, and they shot 28.9% in game three. So um, think about it. If Bullock and Kleba hit a couple more threes, they might win this game. But they're getting crushed on the boards. They're not hitting threes. And Golden State is just getting contributions from everybody. I mean, Draymond Green hasn't even been great in this series. Clay Thompson's been okay, but Wiggins, Looney, obviously Curry every night, they're just getting contributions across the board. So um, I'm probably not going to bet this game. Uh, Dallas is favored by one. They were favored by three in game three. I, I did think they would win that game. I really did. Coming home, I was like, all right, they're going to they're gonna win. And they just, you never got the feel in that game that they were going to win it. They just couldn't hit shots. Um, so. If you're forced, if I'm forced to, to make a bet, I'll probably I'll probably take Golden State, man. How can I beat Dallas at home? Uh, <laughs> it's just hard to. It's hard to, to believe in them. But, you know, maybe then again, maybe they start hitting their threes, you know, shooting regression, and it's got to go in the positive way because they got open shots. It's not like these were contested shots. They were missing wide open looks, wide open looks, and it was stunning. All right. Well, so then we're not betting this game. I don't think so. I'll probably do some player props. Um, I won't have anything on picks wise because it's Tuesday, but I'm leaning with the Curry over 11 and a half rebounds and assists. Again, the only risk there is a potential blowout. Oh, my God. It's 14-1 Boston midway through the first quarter. What is going on in this series, man? Like, ugh, we haven't had a lot of close games, and then we always have like one big quarter where one team dominates, and it looks like. That's the first quarter here. Miami's 0-9 from the field. Ah. That's the thing, though. This, this series, I think, is going seven. And if Golden State ends this in four or five, it's going to give them a nice advantage because these teams are going to beat each other up. That's why Golden State is now a minus 155 favorite to win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Dude, the swings in 
this year in the NBA have been fucking wild. I think there's been at least off the top, maybe at least five different teams favored to win the title. Maybe more. You've had Golden State, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Boston might have been favored at one point. Was Milwaukee favored at any point? Maybe. They might have been when they were up on Boston 3-2. I don't remember um, if maybe Phoenix was. But, yeah, there's been there's been multiple teams favored at one point this year. So it's kind of crazy. And that's, that's kind of how it is. It's wide open. Um, I, I thought this year, like, you know, I thought there was like four to five teams that could win it, you know. Um, but, yeah, Phoenix losing just kind of – I would have loved to see Phoenix-Golden State, man. But, hey, they lost. Nothing you could do. Well, that's baseball, Susan. That's right. That's basketball. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that I, I think that about covers it for me here for today. I feel like I've gotten this nice cathartic release, uh, as promised, uh, a profane, a profanity laced rant against no trading and uh, and against no IL spots. And uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just for my own league. Next year, and none of you are invited. Oh, by the way, I did put Aaron Judge in the Yahoo DFS video tonight, and he did Homer. So there you go. (laughs) Right? I'm just gonna great call by me. The hottest, (laughs) one of the hottest hitters in baseball, putting him in. But it goes back to the discussion we had last week. Yeah, you fucking ride the streak, damn it. Right? Yeah, that's uh, what four homers in his last seven games. Yeah, I mean. Sorry, but you know people are gonna <laughs> people need to know which chalk players to use too. Well, I didn't put Derek Cole in my video. It, it, here, it was price. He was fifty four. No, I, I liked Cole, and you have two starters on Yahoo, so I would have considered him. But he was fifty four dollars. The next highest guy was forty four. Like it's hard to pay that much money for a pitcher, and obviously he's not had a great night. No, listen. I said it. I said it on the on the fantasy alarm show today. Like you know, because I'm like I'm like we need some bargain guys here, right? We can't just sit there and say, oh, I'm going to use Garrett Cole. Like you know, you got to dig deep and and find some like. So I was asking about Tyler Anderson, right? Going up against the Nationals. Yeah, I considered Fucking- him. I didn't put him in. I put Alex Cobb against the Mets. Right, but I'm you know I'm like you you play you play a guy like Tyler Anderson or you know even go go you know the game hasn't started yet so I can use it as an example Marco Gonzalez is like the second cheapest pitcher out there and the fucking A's are terrible. I mean it's 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 the risk that you play that that you take on for paying down like that but all it takes is for you know 40% of the field to be like yeah I'm in on Garrett Cole and pay up for pitching and then the the pay up you know Bites in the ass. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of a GPP. It's the same thing like the other night, NBA. You faded Butler or Tatum, you won. And it's like, wait, how can you fade Butler or Tatum in such a big game? Well, Butler got hurt. Didn't play the second half. Tatum had a shit game. Yeah, you're going to get burned a lot of times. Both those guys are going to go off most times. But if you fade the field, again, you're talking a one game. That's different. It's a one game thing. But the whole point is. That's where you're fading the popular. And we'll talk about it, obviously, when football and NFL DFS as well. You know, it's the same thing. Here, here. Love it. All right. Nevertheless, that's going to do it for us here today. Big thank you to all of you for liking, subscribing. Adam, a big thank you to you for letting me uh, just chew your ear off for the last hour. Uh, The bill's in the mail for being your therapist. (laughs) (laughs) You need a comfier couch. 
I do. I definitely do. You really do. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us here today. We'll be back tomorrow. A little NBA betting from Adam, and I'm sure I'll find something else to piss and moan about. But that's going to do it for us here at Annie Up. I'm Howard Bender. He's Adam Ronis. We'll catch you next time.